cool. I was cooking. Yeah, I'm in. Hey, Nick. Cooking with fire. Hey. <laughs> That's a weird intro. Okay. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Wow, this is a while. So apologies if <laughs> it's going to be quite a rusty episode. <laughs> or maybe it's not. Maybe we'll just, it's like riding a bike. Maybe. But, uh, hi. Is this True Review? <laughs> episode Hi-o. 8. Uh, a week-by-week journey of an artist. Ugh. Uh, you might have forgotten in the... Actually, we've released an episode last week. We're back on a roll. But uh, this series we are doing with I feel like Madonna. I feel like, um, for viewers, we should be wary about um, emphasizing the week. <laughs> Just because, I mean, we say that, but who knows when this episode will come out. Anywho. I commit to it again. Anyway, <laughs> that's some... <laughs> I have a good feeling, which is exactly what I said during Bedtime Stories and Ray of Light. And... But hey-ho, we're here. We're here. <laughs> Hi, Eric. How are you? Um, I'm good, Nick. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm uh, recording silver. I am uh, got no longer have a mustache. I now have green hair. Oh, uh, I'm going to my personal trainer at 7 a.m. tomorrow. Rest in peace <laughs> like, to really... the mustache. Rest in peace. I feel like... New century of Madonna, new Nick, and I've gone new age <laughs> e-boy in celebration of this mediocre election. Oh, in it. Um, that's so true. I didn't even think of that. Right. Really, like, really fitting the aesthetic for this episode. <sighs> See, that's just me all over. Cyber- you should have seen what I was wearing for the Iraq episode. Cyber. But, um, cyber. I don't cyber even. something. The- I don't know. Um... Yeah, this week we are hitting music, and I think this is the first week we're going to fall out. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> I think we actually, like, our viewpoints on this era slash album diverge, probably for the first time since we started this podcast. I mean, you you liked like a version of it too much for my liking, but apart from that, yeah, we've been yeah, but I, <laughs> I I still like we still generally agreed that it was a very mediocre True. record, though. True. Yeah. I mean, I'm right back on like stand mode come uh, next week again, but still. Hmm. Anyway, hmm. enough of this. Hmm. Enough of this. <laughs> uh, Madonna news. It's been like two months since we've done this. And uh, the only news I have is, hey, she's posting a lot of good photos on Instagram recently. <laughs> yeah, right. Madonna finally figured out how to use Instagram. I know. I'm seeing <laughs> a lot. Is that something of, that's worth celebrating? Like my sister, hey Sid, um, my sister literally like, <laughs> like posted, like shared one of the um, one of Madonna's recent posts on her Instagram story with the caption, "She's dot 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 everything." And I was like, whoa, this is a huge fucking moment. I think it texted you. I was like, oh my God, what? I was like so shocked. Re- reviews impact. I'm like, when? We finally hit Gen Z. When, when she's getting, when Madonna's getting my sister's public approval on Instagram, <laughs> that's when you know. What if this is the beginning of the third Madonna sons? Strange oh things God. have happened. This could be her. I mean, let's not go crazy. But still, <laughs> this, the movie. Her getting boobs out. It's all a sign to something's happening. True. <laughs> anyway, that's all I literally had on Madonna news of, hey, her Instagram <laughs> doesn't make me want to die anymore. Um, 
Eric, it's been a while since I've asked you. What's your top three? Mm. So this is going to be like very. Um, so I think because we haven't like done an episode in a while, mm. um, I or recorded one at least. My like mentally, I've been like very ahead of like like where we're at. Like I think when we're recording a ray of light or re-recording a ray of light episode <laughs> for the second time, I was very much in like my music slash American life mood. And hmm. this time around, my entire top three is from American life. That's um, shocking, yes. Yeah, but um you know, take that as you will. But basically, I think it would have to be the trilogy of nobody knows me i'm so stupid and mother and father whoa yeah just very like weird campy american life bleepy merway madonna you know yeah that's my that's I'm my glad- like vibe of the moment i'm glad you took the plunge and uh, pronounced merway's name before i did but uh- <laughs> <laughs> Um, what interesting are yours? though. Yeah. yeah, I mean you've you've been pining for City of American Life for about eight weeks now. God, but I know. We'll get there. We'll get there. I know. Maybe I take another two weeks to edit this, and then. Uh... <laughs> anyway, my top three. Uh, I've. I'm going to go all over the shop. I'm going to say everybody. Mm. Um, let me say Medellin. 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 Thank you. And let's also say. In respect of this album, seeing as apparently I'm defending it and you aren't, I'll do a paradise bracket, not for me, close mm-hmm. bracket. Hmm. The only highlight on the album, some would say. But, uh, <laughs> kidding, stop it, Eric. Stop, stop, stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> Holding my tongue until we oh. get there. Well, speaking of get there, shall we dive into some context? Yeah, Nick, tell me the facts. Thank you. So, um, delaying us talking about music a bit more, she was a bit of a busy bee uh, in between Ray of Light and music, and I think that's indicative of kind of uh, we love Madonna again vibe that the public <laughs> really was uh, swinging her into. Um, mm. After Ray of Light, she released Beautiful Stranger on May 19th, 1999, Uh as part of the Austin Powers movie, but the less said about that, the better. I'll put it <laughs> in here. You've never seen Austin Powers. I mean, well, I think like right I've here, seen so. a little bit of it as a kid, but I mean, I hadn't really PK'd my um, attention beyond that. Um, I mean, you, you don't have to, but interestingly, it also shows Beyonce, which True. maybe we'll get onto later. Um, Will we? Maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love Beautiful Stranger, and I remember it being massive in Britain when it was released. Mm. Um, 
you have a hot take about this song, I believe. Yeah, I don't really like that song. That's mind blowing for me, especially that you like love music, but but <laughs> I just, yeah, but yeah, um, you know, I'm actually gonna save my opinion. I I have something to say about that comment, <laughs> but I'm gonna reserve that for when we begin talking about the wow. tracks. But anywho, okay. Um, unusual for a Madonna song, it actually won a Grammy uh, for mm. Best Song Recorded for Visual Media. Again, not one of the big ones, but Beggars Can't Be Choosers. Yeah. As well as that, she released American Pie uh, in 1999 too, alongside her starring in The Next Best Thing. And again, the less said about that, the better. But <laughs> we'll be diving into American Pie in much more detail later on. Because it was included in the European and Japanese album, so I'm counting it. Okay. <laughs> As this is a 50% European podcast, it's All right. <laughs> being part of the official tracklist. Um, more personally, she became pregnant during the recording and made music as a distraction from the media furore. And as coming a kind of common trend, she began working with the previous collaborator of William Orbit, then scrapped it mm-hmm. as she was kind of enamoured by Moe's kind of more left-field European approach to production. Yeah, and props to her. Because, mm, mm, mm. yeah, I think when people point towards Madonna being like an innovative selector of producers... This is probably the number one example, just because it's so left field, so unheard of, and so kind of finger on the pulse of what was actually current and cool at that yeah. time. Yeah, She said herself of the recording that she missed performing and dancing and being on the road. Uh, so part of the record's about that, and then the other part is about love and mm. the more frivolous side of life, Lovely. which... I can kind of see that. And she also admitted that she left off partying on Ray of Light, which some people would say that's a good thing, but whatever. We do love <laughs> Sesh Head Madonna. Um, so the actual album released September 8th, 2000. As discussed, it was the first collaboration proper with French producer Moe's Amadazi, who spoke very little English at the time, which I wouldn't comment on, but I think it's interesting that she was very, like, verbose, and, like, the lyrics kind of led Ray of Light, I would argue, where I think music is much more led by production, vibe. Definitely. Um, the kind of thrust of, well, music itself, and is much less concerned with, like, storytelling yeah. and kind of lyrical content, which but, I don't... Yeah. That isn't one of the reasons I dislike this album, but it's, yeah, huh. interesting to know. I would, I, I would, I would agree with that, um, with that. Not not the dislike part, but I would agree with that. Mm. Um, the production is definitely what drives this record. But um, anyway. Mm. We can't talk about this album without her reinventing her image as the camp masterpiece that is her cowgirl imagery. Oh, yes. uh, shot by Jean-Paptiste Mondino. I can't. Um, ugh. I think this is one of my favourite album cover shoots. And I'm <laughs> oh my God, that really? Now, but I, I am obsessed that. with it. It's hmm. <laughs> hit me with it. No, I just like I think obviously it has been like agreed upon generally that the album artwork is intentionally camp. Mm. And I think like growing up I didn't recognize that obviously because my mm. child brain. But like I mean, 
you know, as I've, as I've gotten older, I've been begin to appreciate it a little bit more from like that perspective because it is just mm-hmm. a very fun record, especially in comparison to like the seriousness of Ray of Light. Um, mm. And it, it, it fits that as well as a more like folk tronica um, production wise aspects of the album. But I still mm-hmm. just like can't really get past the fact that like my entire life, I just saw this as like, such an ugly album cover. Like, I can't really <laughs> reconcile that because I feel like it's been so ingrained in me and, like, socializing me to see this as literally her worst album cover. Oh, MTNA exists, but, um... Yeah, I don't... I just think I mean, it's... I don't think it's... I don't think it's... Well, I, ju- I just called it really ugly, so maybe I do think it's really bad. <laughs> you did, you but did. I think, like, if you're obviously looking at it from that, like, camp perspective which is obviously the like mass interpretation of it then it makes sense mm. so i'm i'm okay with it at the end of the day i just so disregarding like the literal interpretation of iconic album covers she had in like 80s early 90s i think this is like her coolest album cover it's mm. just very like yeah okay i think it's very indicative of her in her career of like not really giving a fuck at that moment in time and also not really knowing she could do whatever she wanted to do following Ray of mm, Light, mm. which is probably identified through the music as well. Um, last couple of points. Album was leaked pre-release on Napster. Welcome to the 21st century, Madonna. Just funny <laughs> that that happened. <laughs> I, th- I think Madonna's the only artist who's ever successfully been able to um, prosecute some hackers, though. <laughs> which, of course, she would be the one person who was able to do that. Um, Justice for Rebel Heart, I will say, as I think if those tracks never got leaked, um, Rebel Heart would have been much more interesting, but we'll talk that. <laughs> we'll talk about that in five weeks' time. This was the first album of Madonna's to top the Billboard 200 since Like a Prayer, which is mad. That's crazy to me, like especially how huge Ray of Light was, that it only mm. peaked at number two. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, th- that's only relevant in America, though. I think mm. she pretty consistently got the number one still in around Europe and Australia and Japan. Yeah, well, I mean, but America hates Madonna, so what more can you say? Um, <laughs> promoted with the Drowned World Tour, which is quite widely available on YouTube if people are interested. Her first tour in eight years and three albums, which again is ridiculous mm-hmm. i mean my personal tour favorite is girly show but drowned world is just so different to everything she had ever done drowned world tour is very like i think it's i feel like it's probably maybe the last madonna tour that was i don't want to say like very like prioritized its artistic aspects over it's more mm. like audience engagement performance aspects i don't know if that makes it because i feel like with the reinvention tour which came after it she went back to a lot of like her classics um a lot of her past hits i i feel like the drowned world tour is very very serious in terms of like a concert and i personally quite like the tour it's not my favorite of hers but it's not one of my least favorites of hers and i do dislike how many songs as much as i i love 
the album music. I do dislike how many songs she included from music over Ray of Light, considering that it was an album that obviously promoted both tours. Uh, both al- uh, A tour that promoted both albums, sorry. Mm. Mm. But anywho. Uh, and <laughs> I'll just mention this, then we can drop it and raise an eyebrow, but it did also include the sections that, that had the names Ghetto and Geisha, which... I don't think she would do in 2021. Um, yeah, that's a sign of the times, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But she was very New World Order Madonna then, but hey-ho. Um, <laughs> and this was the first ever album of Madonna's not to spawn a fourth single, but we'll mm. get on to why later mm. on. Well... <laughs> Look at that little trailer I've got for the rest of the podcast. It's like we're professionals at this now. Eric, hit me with your thoughts on the album first and then actually no. Should I go first and then we can end on a positive? <laughs> I mean why not? Yeah. Hell, hit it. So my general thoughts are like this is a glistening package and I'm happy it kept the like Madonna Sans train of the late 90s to 2005 rolling. But I just think like digging deeper, there's just not much there. Mm. It has, and I remember saying this in like the Like of Prayer episode where I said, there isn't a single skip from Like a Prayer up to Confessions. But I'm kind of reevaluating that now. Mm. <laughs> I think the only skips in the like, experimental era of Madonna comes through music, the album. Mm. And like I understand its aims and its intentions, and I think it was a necessary like aperitif to mm. <laughs> in response to Ray of Light. But I don't think it holds its own as a musical experience and as a musical journey and artistic statement compared to the bodies of work that surround it. And also the bodies of work that Madonna and Moeways themselves will create afterwards too. Hmm. Um, so it's an interesting taste, but I don't think it's a fun meal. So I've always just seen it as a kind of necessary rule to get to the good stuff, i.e. American life. Is that okay. fair? <laughs> um, I think it's a bit of an unpopular opinion, but I respect mm-hmm. your opinion. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... In a way, I do see where you're coming from because Mm. I do see, like, I feel that as much as each Madonna album is very distinctive in itself, that she reinvented herself with each album and each era, I do see music in American life as being very, very connected. Sonically, Mm. you know, production-wise, everything in terms of its collaborations, in terms of its, you know, experimental nature and its more eccentric, bizarre, um, willing to get creative and push herself outside of the box Madonna. So in a way, I understand what you're saying because I think that as as you know and we'll get to this in the next episode but as confused as the critical reception was initially to american life um you know we can we can talk about those sorts of merits but mm. i think personally speaking i do kind of i do see american life as a more fully fledged 
um, cohesive whole. Um, that's just my my personal take. I, music to me is a lot more of um, I can see where you're coming from in terms of it being sort of just like you know getting a little bit of a taste of Madonna and Marwais, um experimenting, sort of just like you know throwing things and seeing what sticks because it definitely mm. feels like. Um, it feels a lot less like a cohesive, fully fledged body of work, but mm. but I would argue that that is what makes it special. Mm-hmm. I think you know, there's no consistent narrative like there is in Ray of Light or even American Life or like overarching themes. It's an album that is very production driven, like you said despite a lot of, you know, it's introspective lyrics. The lyricism is great on this album, but it's not the main focus. Um, yeah. And, but I, I, I don't know. I would argue that um, that's almost what I love about it. It's just, it, it's just fun. And I think that's what she set out with this album. It's fun. It's campy. It's experimental. Um, it's introspective, but it's... You, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it feels like, um, very left field, but also like a return to something without, mm. you know, fully like abandoning her, uh, Kabbalah stance on life. Mm. <laughs> but anyways, um, I sort of, I, I love this album. I think that, so, it it kind of goes in and out of my top five Madonna albums. I think I think mm. you and I have spoken a bit about this in private, Nick. But yes. um, it, it occasionally appears in my top five Madonna albums, and it occasionally appears just outside of it. It's it's a weird like drifter in that sense. Sometimes I would include it as very essential. I, I think I would include it as very essential, but other times, you know, my favorite bedtime stories over over this. It really just depends on on my mood, um, but um, I I I think it's a great album, and I th- I think it's really you know the start of, um, well it, it's kind of you know the centerfold in or the centerpiece in Madonna's most um, experimental and left field era, which I feel like would be you know from Ray of Light to American life. It's mm. it's really like, you know, this is weird Madonna. And um I think for the most part, like it um people ate it up, which is yeah quite interesting because like it definitely oh, yeah, has its is... like weird moments. Yeah. And I'll, yeah, it's definitely kind of another critically and commercial behemoth of like <laughs> Another successful bow for Madonna to add to her. What's that metaphor? What do you add bows to? A belt? A bow to add her belt? Bow to add her ribbon? Ribbon. What? And then, um... (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I will say, I think, and this is probably like a Madonna nerd point, I think the voice she has in music and her kind of musicality and her approach to music (laughs) in music is what is what she takes on for the rest of her career. 
Mm. So I think the, the the Madonna you have in music, God, it gets so confusing talking about this album out loud. But the Madonna <laughs> you get in this album is the Madonna you get in every single album after that. I think this was a huge kind of bellwater moment in her career. Mm. I think also, I think it's fair to say that this is, you know, it's very, um, she really embraced the era with this album, you know, the new millennium, Y2K, we didn't all die, let's have fun, let's party. Um, and, and you know, it. it's kind of, I kind of, so I'm going to, I'm just going to say it, like, I, I think that this album doesn't get enough recognition as being Ooh. sort of like proto-PC music for all my, like, pop nerds out there. Yeah. I think, I feel like, so many of its elements, it's, you know, pioneering of auto-tune for artistic purposes. Sorry, Kanye. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in like mainstream, in mainstream pop, um, it's, you know, it's campness, it's aesthetic, it's, you know, intentional, intentional ugliness in a way, um, you know, it's embrace of, of, you know, jarring electronic um, synths and, um you, you know, I, I just think there's a lot of elements of it that feel very, like, um, very much like this can be interpreted as a predecessor to um, to a lot of, you know, music being released under, like, the, I guess, genre of hyperpop in today. Like, I feel like, it, in a yeah. way, especially this and American Life are kind of... Madonna's most relevant albums for like today's pop scene. I feel like they've almost had the most mm. influence. That's just my that's just my take. No, sorry, I, 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 I don't think she really. I was agreeing with you. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I was drinking some water, but in agreement with you. Yes. Yeah. No, I I just don't think you know this. Uh, critics have really given this album enough credit as as you know being very relevant in that sense. You know. Mm, 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 mm. But when do they ever recognize Madonna's influence in a mm-hmm. <laughs> kind well, of exactly. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I think like the ultra sheen of polish on pop music, but still enforcing the like weird song structures and also mm-hmm. the kind of almost challenging production choices mm-hmm. while still being easy to consume, which is such an eye roll comfort for me, <laughs> is kind of the foundation principles of PC music in and of itself. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. God, a visionary. A visionary. Yeah. No, for real. Uh, and yeah, that's why we're here talking God, about <laughs> Thank God Madonna got an opportunity to work with Sophie at one point, which... Yeah. Rest in peace, Sophie. Um, on that point, shall we head into... An actual very good song that's on music, music. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Hey, Mr. So, DJ. <laughs> put a record on. I love this song. I can't like baby. <laughs> she also uses a very like another very early noughties comedy star of Ali G in the music video, which is a 
Cool boy. <laughs> but the less said about that, the better. Um, this is such a weird song, but also such a, like, as I was saying before, weirdly constructed, but still, like, has maximum, like, appeal to a wider audience. Oh, it's Like, so structurally, good. it's just two choruses in one verse, and that's it. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> and, like, bizarrely, this was inspired by Madonna at a Sting concert and seeing people, would you believe enjoy music and she's like oh yeah i used to be the queen of dance music let me kind of get people to dance again yeah i suppose she hadn't toured for eight years at that point either but it's just funny that was sting of roxanne and other police songs i can't care to think about at this moment that made her think that um also sting and madonna hanging out in 2000 is the earliest 2000s thing i've ever heard in my life um I have specific distinct memories of this song being like huge. Yeah. Like, like I vaguely recall Frozen and like the Ray of Light era, but I like definitely, definitely, definitely remember living through music mm-hmm. and like having distinct specific memories. Yeah. More of the Don't Tell Me video, but that's for other reasons. But this is like definitely imprinted on my brain of like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and very sadly and undeservedly, this is actually her last number one single on the Billboard 200. Oh, <laughs> again, America doesn't deserve Madonna. What do you think? America sucks, really as we will does. see with American Life. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is like I was obviously alive for Ray of Light, but I think this is the first. Um, album era of Madonna's and like the first song of Madonna's I actually can like properly remember like being huge right like I was like yeah you know I was like one or two years old when like um all right frozen (laughs) and like you know the ray of light singles came out Mm. so I like this is like the first um the first like real memory I have of Madonna I feel but um yeah, I just think it's iconic. Um So I kind of have a weird I'm going to be like really yes. embarrassed if if like <laughs> you know, my cousin like comes to me after I say this saying like that's not what I I said and you're remembering incorrectly, <laughs> but I'm just, you know, if that happens, I'm just going to... When has fact-checking ever stopped us before? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not going to backtrack. I'm just, you're never going to know if I was wrong. But I'm like 95% sure my cousin told me that she was a dancer in the music video for music somewhere in the background or just like an extra or something, um, which I obviously freaked out. Um, hearing that is insane, and like I think my my cousin also said that she like vividly remembers like playing with Lourdes, who was like uh, three or four years old on set while like Madonna was busy or something. <laughs> that but, is ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> humble brag. <laughs> If you're the cousin of Eric, please write in and <laughs> we will never tell the audience if it was wrong or not. So for, for me, that is completely accurate and well done. I'm like 95% sure that's exactly what she said. But anyways. <laughs> Nick, shall we move on to the second track on this album, Impressive Instant? 
hit me. You like to boogie woogie woogie. I like to zumba 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 and singy singy singy. I don't even know. That's exactly what I like to do too. I don't even know what she's saying. Um, I fucking love this song. Yeah, best best song on music, hands down. I think this achieves the mission statement of music more than any other song on the album. I agree. If music was like as out there as this, as like intentionally like uh, ludicrous as this song is, and like was kind of like high camp, not saying the rest of this isn't camp, but this is like ridiculous. Oh yeah. <laughs> then oh, yeah. I music would be up there as like one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah, I love the song. It is just very original. I think it's. I just feel like you know I don't want to like i'm not throwing shade to britney or like anyone else you know who was releasing quote unquote teen pop um in the year 2000 but Mm. i just feel like this album really stands out so much especially with the whole like um you know post uh or like birth of the digital era aesthetic the sort of like post y2k cyber aesthetic i feel like this album um and this song in specific does such a good job at representing that you know in the post like email my heart no shade britney world of pop music (laughs) i feel like slayer could release this tomorrow and everyone would be like whoa (laughs) We can't live this high for too long because we have to get into one of our lover next. Uh-huh. <sighs> Here's where we disagree. <laughs> So here's where, like, music's wheels fall off for me, right? Because <laughs> mm. what's the point in this song? What's it trying to achieve that mm. music and impressive instant haven't already? And, like, the production is eerily similar to everything we've heard so far. The kind of ideas but- that are presented are quite, like, a bit boring. And it's also kind of not genre boundary pushing as music and impressive instant are, because it's just kind of keeps you on the same journey, keeps you at the same pace, keeps you doing the same thing over and over and over again. It's just a bit like, okay. But you, <laughs> Am I going to get cancelled by, like, Madonna stands? But you just said that you, if this were an album of impressive instants, you would love it more. Yeah. But then you just go on to say that Runaway Lover, we have already heard before, an impressive instant. But so it's like... A derivative... It's the open. What is version the truth? of it? What is the truth, Nick? 
it's a it's a derivative runoff of impressive. Okay, well, I'm gonna have to like massively agree with uh, disagree with you on this. Sorry. Oh my. Oh God. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna have to massively disagree with you on this. Let the record show. I think you are purely mm. wrong. <laughs> and to and, and to you know, objectively wrong, but uh-huh. um, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that's my take. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so glad we can have this debate today. <laughs> this is a great song. It's a great song. Can, it's not groundbreaking, it's, but it's a great song. Thank you. It's it's very well polished, and it's like I enjoy the experience of listening to it. But it's not. I think this is like my first skip I encounter since the late eighties. <laughs> Hmm. Anyway, hmm. and if I get criticism for it, you know what? I deserve it. <gasps> that was <Nice>. good. <laughs> So, this is very sweet. <laughs> I'm running okay. into like um, I'm running into like like aversion syndrome where I was like, these are nice, these are great, these are good. It's just they're not they don't excite me and they don't offer me anything much to like talk about. Mm. Um, what I will say in a moment of like high camp is this was performed as part of the Drowned World tour acoustically and on top of a hay bale. Yeah. Take that, Joanne. Um, <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's nice. I like it. I love a vocal. And it's like always nice to have a bit more of a uh, vulnerable Madonna moment. But mm-hmm. apart from that, mm. it's nothing she hasn't done before better and will do again um, in an improved manner later on either. Okay. <laughs> Am I breaking your heart? Well, I mean, like, I feel like I have, like, less um, deep, like, analyses of these songs as opposed to, you know, what I had to say about, like, erotica, bedtime stories, ray of light. Um, yeah. But, like, you know, I think I just... I I think I just really like this song, <laughs> but like I don't really you know what? like. There's nothing yeah. I can like point to and be like, "That's it." I just like think it's a good song, and like I think it's it like really pulls off the sort of folktronica um, production um, aesthetic of this album. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a song that's very like, you know, like like a lot of this album blends acoustic elements with you know electronic elements, and that was very indicative of Merway's production. This song just like pulls it off really well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I yeah I I I I mean I you know I I I like I like this. You know, this, this, this song. 
what do you think the message of the song is? Because I can't tell if it's her being like, I don't know, a bit saccharine in love, I deserve yada, yada, yada. Mm. Or it's a, I deserve the love and acclaim that I'm getting currently, you know? I mean... I mean, I prefer it to be the latter, obviously, but <laughs> she does. But I mean, I can never get like a good enough read on what I should be <laughs> feeling towards this song, which is probably why I'm not as like emphatic about it as you are. Yeah, I mean, like it's not like one of my favorite Madonna songs, but like you know, I like it. Um, I think the lyrics are intentionally vague and mm. quite introspective but you know what they always kind of reminded me of mm. sky fits heaven off of ray of light okay like as lyrically. in like the inevitability of like fate and stuff yeah just kind of like i don't know life's journey i have no regrets you- not running from the past um I, i'm quoting i'm quoting these are lyric quotes like many roads i have traveled <laughs> fallen down on the way you know what isn't um, obscure or particularly nuanced? <laughs> That's the lyrics to amazing yeah. <laughs> track five of music. And here it is just for you right now. Um, <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's. I mean, I get it. She like had huge success, and it was her penultimate ever penultimate. I always have problems that word penultimate uh, number one in America ever, and it was a kind of world world smasher. Um, but it's, it's the exact same melody, exact same kind of production choices. Um, mm. but just not as good. Um, yeah. Fun story time, though. Warner Brothers did want this as the fourth single, um, just probably because it did sound exactly like Beautiful Stranger, but Madonna being Madonna wanted Impressive Instant. Again, never doubt Madonna's pop instincts because that was absolutely the right choice. Um, mm-hmm. she even went as far to take Amazing off the set list so they couldn't lose, use the live footage as a video, which I constate is confirmed. I like how she sacrificed the fourth <laughs> single just so she couldn't be proved right. I mean, good um, for her. What do you think? Yeah. I love when she gets Again, I, <laughs> Exactly, exactly. I just don't think... It's very throwaway, yeah. I'll say. I mean, okay, so this is probably the... Fr- <laughs> the first time I will agree with you on disliking something off of this album so far in the track there list. There we because, go. Welcome to the yeah. right side of history. So yeah. I, I've i let it be known that I'm actually not the biggest Beautiful Stranger fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of naturally mad. don't like this song either. I think it's just mm. very okay. It's nothing special. Um, that's it for me. I have nothing else to say about that. Lovely. Well, you know what, Eric? Nobody's perfect. Mm, there we go. Sorry, but nobody's perfect. 
Eric, I literally have no comments for this song. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, like, ten minutes before recording, I had to, like, play it again to my shame, because, like, I couldn't even hum it to you. Um, and, uh, again, it's nice. It's okay. <laughs> so, definitely, like, second least fave song on the album for me. Um, mm. I always think of the Drowned World performance of the song when I, like, think of the song for whatever reason, mm. where she's, like, on some, you know, the guy's, like, caressing her head and she's, like, leaning on him. Am I thinking of the right performance? Probably. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, I appreciate this song. I appreciate the vocal experimentation and the vocoder and autotune and whatever used. I appreciate that mm. aspect. I appreciate the experimentation. And, um, but yeah, it, 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 I don't dislike it, but it doesn't really do it for me either. Yeah. I mean, okay, I've been too negative. Let me give you some positives. I like the icy production. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like the kind of change in kind of tone, maybe like two-thirds or half of the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Madonna's vocals are quite warm in spite of the kind of quite icy production, and that's where my nice comments end. Mm-hmm. So shall we move on to when I can be enthusiastic again because one of the best songs of all time is up next oh (laughs) has that shocked you (laughs) (laughs) maybe I love this song. So I talked about music being like a vague memory. I have like explicit memories to Don't Tell Me. It's like Mm. um, burned into my brain. It was playing everywhere. It's um, so maybe it wasn't because, you know, I was only seven when this album was released, but it felt really different to what anyone else was doing at that time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. and I like how it's back to kind of that ballsy girl who had like three dollars and a dream in New York of like <laughs> the lyrical story yeah, it's telling sure. of like Madonna's modus operandi. Well, that's my word for the week, apparently. Of like <laughs> Ma- Madonna stopping just simply does not make sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, completely. Yeah. Um, which I think a lot of like cultural commentators don't get. She's not a retired of Vegas greatest hits type of star. Oh, fuck no. God damn it. But <laughs> <coughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. I'm <not> too <laughs> emotional about Madonna doing a greatest hits to it. Um, fun fact, then I'll let you do your thing. Okay. This was co-written by her brother-in-law, Joe Henry. Ah. Married to... Little known sister, Melanie, who, hands up, I had no idea existed. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, me neither. That's news to me. Um, I knew about Devil Spawn Christopher, but that's it. <laughs> also, as if Madonna's mum and dad gave her other siblings, Melanie and Chris, the name to her Madonna. <laughs> oh, she was destined to be a star. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. 
So fucking iconic. Eric, your thoughts? Um, So I'm going to just give um, a quote from producer Merways. Once again, I hope we're pronouncing his name correctly. I've just always assumed that it's Merways. Yeah. Merway. Anyway, um, I'm going to give a quote of his from, um, I think, almost a couple decades after this album came out. That pretty much just sums up my feelings for this incredible song. Um, So the quote goes, I think Don't Tell Me has remained since that time as an iconic folk song for several reasons. We can call this song the very first folktronica or cyberfolk song. I think Madonna and I invented this style, and the magnificent music video made by Jean-Baptiste Mondino helped to crystallize the electronic cowboy image, which was something totally new at the time. Yeah. She's really just giving this song its due. And it like feeds into what we're saying for the in the way of light episode of like the constant reinvention, even though this wasn't completely successful in my eyes, is unparalleled compared to her other peers. And it, it's not just a reinvention, it's like reinvention into the like unknown and making mm-hmm. something completely new. Mm-hmm. Actually, that raises a good point as well of like the video was probably <laughs> a seminal moment of like gay awakening in me when I was little, but hey that's said about <laughs> the bear. Next song. <laughs> I love it. Mm. I think the thought of it on paper is a bit of a like bum clencher of like, oh God, how's she going to navigate around this? But um, for sure. She. Boys will be boys. Do a leap. (laughs) (laughs) But obviously, she comes at it with an extreme level of lived in experiences and being kind of the top dog in an industry that's incredibly male-dominated. She has a incredibly worthy story to tell, as actually, I probably shouldn't add that precondition. Any woman has a worthy story to tell about sexism. But um, I think what is interesting is the interlude during the Drowned World Tour, which comments on how like violence towards women is often sexualized. I will say, obviously love the song, but I love the Above and Beyond remix that's used in the music video. Wow. Which I'll play, put a segment of in here. I mean, both are iconic, but it's just, that one's, I thought that was the song for so long, because I just Aww. watched the music video. Um, by the way, directed by Guy Ritchie, yikes, 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 <laughs> I said about that the better. Um, but, yeah, packaging, cool, video, cool, shout out to the <laughs> grandma that was just in it, and um, also a very cool uh, spoken word segment by uh, Charlotte Gainsbourg which 
cool. This is very her in her kind of early noughties uh, <laughs> artistic uh, bag, and I'm living for every second of it. Um, okay, I just want to like clarify something I said before for our audience. That was not shade towards Dua Lipa, just my opinion on that specific song because I actually love Dua Lipa. But anyways, I think, um, I irrelevant think it's universally now. Known that. <laughs> irrelevant now but anyway, I wanted to get that out of the way basically um, Nick I disagree with you I actually don't like the remix but like I also why I have a weird thing I think it's just me and like how <laughs> sometimes pretentious I can be <laughs> but like I just don't love remixes I just don't get them that is a bold take for someone who loves this primarily electronica album <laughs> But, no, like, no. But uh, I just generally just, like, don't care for the, re- for the a remix. We the are literally agreeing on every single point, but yep. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> okay, so the original version. The original it. version I love. I think it's mm-hmm. a beautiful, beautiful moment on this album. And, you know, like, like we said earlier, or like you said earlier, I think she really... Um, she does it really well. Mm. This kind of song with this kind of message is very, very difficult to you know pull off. It could be too on the nose and very much an eye roll, or you know, and especially very for like, cringe. yeah, for like very rich white women, it can be yeah. a bit of a yeah. yeah. But it's I just, am unqualified for this conversation. But, but yeah. it is just such <laughs> it's a, it's such a good song, and it, it's become such an anthem. Um. Completely. Haim, uh love this song. <laughs> oh, do they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like had, they posted a video on Instagram like a long time ago of them like dancing and like lip syncing to this song and like shouted out Madonna and it was a really beautiful tearjerker moment for me. Ugh. Yeah. Um She very rarely performs it live. She uses it as like a video interlude, but she did perform it. At Tears of a Clown, which comes to think of it, was just kind of a Moe's loving. <laughs> she only really did Moe's <laughs> tracks during it, which for listeners at home was the Australian acoustic show she did dressed as a clown, obviously, when her <laughs> son Rocco ran away. Um, which actually, like, objectively, really incredibly comment. sad. But like before, whenever she'd like perform it, she'd say it, uh, this is dedicated to every girl who ever did it. Hope I made you proud, which is. <laughs> Mm. Heartbreaking. Mm. <sighs> anyway, so you want to talk about heartbreak? Let's dive right into paradise. Not for me. I can't remember when I was young. of it i think this is probably the song as well as inside of me and nothing fails that's most consistently been in my top three for mm. these past eight weeks um mm. who that's knew a- i just loved mournful experimental madonna i think this is um hands up absolute one of madonna's best moments mm-hmm. and like yeah i'm lagging on uh 
music. But that's just because I expect better for Madonna in her <laughs> absolute cultural zenith moment. Oh, that. But I think. Disagree, 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 this... disagree. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> Great no, album. Not for this song. For, okay. <laughs> but. Uh, but the singles lives up to it. It's obviously an impressive instant. But I think Paradise Not For Me is where she's really doing something that makes my like jaw drop. Mm. It's a real like introspective journey that lyrically is complex but still doesn't kind of explicitly spell it out for you. I've interpreted it as like I think it's her jarring with her public perception of herself. Mm. And it's just the production is like literally jaw dropping. It's like mm-hmm. meandering, but quite like direct. I know that they're opposites, but hey ho. And it's quite like mournful, but also quite angry. And it's all this in one song while still making sense. Mm-hmm. Am I making sense? Yeah, no. The song doesn't make sense, but I'm still along the whole The, the song does not make sense. Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> That's why I love it. Yeah. It, I, it's so weird. Mm. It's so mm, fucking mm, weird. Mm. But it's so cinematic and so... Oh, so good. You know, I always say, like... I don't know if I've said it on this podcast, but, like, I very much love and appreciate artists a lot more in their more left-field, experimental, less palatable um, endeavors. And, like, mm. that definitely, as much as I fucking love folk Joni, that definitely is a thing for me and Joni Mitchell. Um, mm. And it's also definitely a thing for me and Madonna. Um, I think... I, I'm Actually, I'm just going to leave it at that because... Nice. Because I think that um, I have more to say on that when we get to Confessions on a Dance Floor in two episodes. But Ooh. anyway, so on that, so so anyway, that's a basically, um, obviously, I very much appreciate this song for, okay, yeah. This song caters to me, you know, it caters to my liking. Love it. Mm. So shall we head into Gone? The last track on the standard edition of the album. But we're not done yet, kids, don't worry. To be honest, I love this song, but I can't really explain why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love, I love her, I love her vocal performance, and I Thank actually God we love... have a podcast about. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> thank God we have a podcast about Madonna. Then. Well, <laughs> I I love her vocal performance, and I like the song's message. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's like saying anything revolutionary, but. I like the Mm. message, and I think it's a nice closer. And kind of a bit like, you know, you talk a little bit about 
uh, Don't Tell Me Being Her Modus Operandi. I think mm. Gone in a Way is also a bit of a modus operandi. Um, mm. Turn to stone, lose my faith, I'll be gone before it happens. I don't know. I feel okay. like it just it, it just feels very much like a Madonna sentiment. Um, and yeah, yeah, I quite like this song. I quite like this song. I feel like you don't, though. Am I wrong? So I love the vocal performance. I love um, the sentiment, and I love kind of a sweeping orchestral moment. Do mm. I think it makes sense on this album? No. Mm. <laughs> But hey-ho, what can you do? It's a little generic mm. apology. <laughs> but what can you do? It's a, it's an album closer. It's no Mergirl. It's no uh, act of contrition. But it is what it is. Um, I think interesting to note that it was also co-written with Damien Legasic, who also wrote Blur's Tender, which is kind of similar and also the great Ricky Martin Madonna duet, Be Careful, which listeners huh. go out and listen to. Um, one of the very rare Madonna <laughs> uh, collaborations she ever did, and especially in that time. But yeah, I think. What a weird I'm trying to not use. <laughs> Sorry. <don't> I'm trying. <laughs> I, well. Not to talk too much about that song, we're talking about another one, but that's just indicative of what I feel about this song. It was a ray of light left over, and then uh, oh. she just gave it to Ricky for some reason and then duetted with him. That kind um, of makes sense. Yeah. It's it's a nice song. It's yeah. sweet. But as you can tell, I start talking about another song within 30 seconds of me talking about this one. So, <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. <laughs> so should we get on to the... European bonus track, which is American Pie. Yeah, we can. And just for any eagle-eared listeners, there is one track we're missing out. Mm. Um, intentionally so, I may add, uh, which is Cyberraga. Apologies if I'm not saying that right. Um, if you want what my th- if you want what my thoughts would be to that, you can go back one more episode and just listen to Shanti Ashtangi. I think it's a <laughs> Mm. It's not. It's not a best moment. <laughs> well, I didn't even know that song existed for actually like most, like the longest time. Actually, until very mm. recently, because it's not on like any edition of this album that I can find. It's like actually very elusive. Mm. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Well, it was a bonus track in Japan. Yes. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Anyway, what we're actually talking about is American Pie. Great. Let's get into it. So, to break with tradition, I think I love this song much more than you do. <laughs> mm, why, though? <laughs> this is. I think this is another, maybe, uh, context thing of this being huge in Britain when I was little. Mm. I think it even got, like, number one here. <laughs> Weird. It's, like, <laughs> always playing over here. I think... I think it may be even, like, one of her biggest hits <laughs> in Europe and also in Britain. Huh. I didn't separate the two, but 
There you go. Um, I, I like it because like Madonna pulls you into her world and not vice versa. This is explicitly <laughs> a Madonna song that also happens to be written by Don McLean, not her trying to do like her best Don McLean impression. Hmm. Um, I mean, I've never seen the movie it's from, and I never intend to. Mm. But um, and shout out to the Christine Aguilera beautiful esque <laughs> music video, <laughs> where it's just people that are deemed quote-unquote, uh, not beautiful, <laughs> come together and look mournful into a camera in front of an American flag. I mean, all I'm saying is I'm mournful. It's not the 12-minute version that the Don McLean version <laughs> was in and of itself. I would happily lap up every single second of that. Mm. Don McLean did comment on it, saying it was a gift from a goddess, Aww. this cover version. Okay. Um, and I kind of just love that it's it kind of really, really annoyed the kind of straight dad rock <laughs> <laughs> people going out there who specifically hated Madonna yeah. uh, in this moment of time, <laughs> right now, uh, since 1983. If, if I like that song in any way, it's for that reason. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I just think overall, like, it's unnecessary. Like, I, I don't know why it exists. I just feel like it's an unnecessary cover of such an... <sighs> you know, like an overly covered, you know, popular song. But I will say, maybe this is an unintentional cultural line I'm drawing for no real reason. I don't think American Pie, the Don McLean song, is as cultural a tentpole in Britain as it maybe is in North America. Oh, well, yeah. So, it's, so it seems less sacrilegious. Like, it's one of those songs to me, <laughs> it's one of those songs to me that I just don't care for. It's like, straight people yeah. are going to kill me for this but it's like a it's like a sweet caroline <laughs> we have to no me. straight listeners yeah you know yeah like i just i don't mm. care for it wow okay yeah but maybe that's just my well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well there we go we got through music <laughs> got through we we survived music but uh shut up you know what you you didn't love five songs on the entire album, so you still really liked like more than half oh, of it. The highs on this album are some of the best highs Madonna's ever had. Okay, there, there you ahead. go. He said it. <laughs> but, uh, the album never dips below six out of ten. I'll give it that. Mm. But we've been flying on a like eight point five to ten average for the past ten years, so yeah. it's uh, I don't know. The wheels came a bit, a little bit off. Anyway, sorry, I'm talking about final thoughts before you've gave us a lovely critical overview. First, please, Eric. Uh, so, critics um, really like this album. Um, it got near universal acclaim, um, but I don't think like it's looked very favorably upon today. But I don't think. Um, it's looked as um, favorably upon as an album like Ray of Light, let's say. However, um, Rolling Stone originally gave it four out of five stars um, in its original review, uh, saying that here she's never been more instinctive, um, that this album contains some of Madonna's most radical sonics yet. Um and she and they also there's a quote that I like. So Barry Walters for Rolling Stone quoted 
the lyrics of what it feels like for a girl. The part where Madonna sings, when you're trying hard to be your best, could you be a little less? And then Walters goes on to say, the inability to do just that, aka be a little less, is what makes her matter yet again. There's still more to Madonna. And I think that's very much like going back to the mission statement, um, Oof, you know, yeah. of being don't tell me. Um, that's just, you know, that, that says it all. Um, mm, in mm-hmm. 2015, Rob Sheffield <laughs> for Rolling Stone said that music is, <laughs> oh, yeah. is still her okay. hardest rocking and most seductive album. Um, God, Rob Sheffield. Um, also, <laughs> one more, yeah. one more point, but my proto PC music justification, um, mm. famed a music critic, eh, um, Robert Christgau. Am I saying that correctly? That's how I've always pronounced it. Yeah. Um, he originally uh, wrote in his uh, very positive review of music um, that she's got her sass back, pretending to be cheap. She sometimes uh, really is cheap, which is essential to the illusion of this album. All the songs are good, uh, which combo provides just the right consistency and flow. Um, I think the idea of, you know, the sort of cheapness of this album, the intentional campness really um, lends to this interpretation of music being, you know, proto hyper pop, proto PC music, whatever the hell you want to call it. Mm. Um, yeah. Completely. Completely. Oh, okay. Maybe that's moved my opinions up 0.5 on the 10 scale. Uh-huh. Potentially. I, I had to, I had to talk more about, um, the critical consensus this episode because I feel like I really had to, you know, justify my loving this album with your somewhat disliking it. You're definitely more in step with the rest of the Madonna standum than I am. Yeah, I think, and I, think I accept so. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're all wrong, but I accept it. Um. <laughs> So, Eric, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, love this album. I think this album uh, doesn't get enough uh, recognition as being very important for the way pop music has progressed in 2021. I think it's, you know, the height of her more experimental, um, more campy, definitely more uh, weird era. And I fucking love weird Madonna. So... Mm. Um, naturally I have so much appreciation for this album, but anyways, final thoughts, Nick. So I think I've, I thought I was going to be a lot more critical than I actually was. Mm. I'll give it that. Let me focus on the positives. Let me remain positive as one Ms. Banks said. I think the production choices were exciting I think she wasn't sounding like anyone else at that moment in time. Mm -hmm. I think the legacy it's had in pop music has led to some of the best pop music we've had in the past 15 years. Mm -hmm. Do I think it could have been fleshed out a little bit more? Yes. Do I think that maybe goes against the mission statement of the album and I'm wanting something that this album was never going to be? Mm -hmm. Potentially. (laughs) But... Am I happy that music is the clear through line into American life, which is probably one of my favorite albums of all time? Yes. So my final comment to music would probably be a 
begrudging thank you through gritted teeth. How about that? Sure. I'll come to that in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm actually really looking forward to our next episode. Same, same. You've probably only got two more episodes of saying you're looking forward to the next album, <laughs> next episode, and then you're, you're right. in the dark days. You're for right. the next Actually, episode. I am quite looking Whereas... forward to Madame X. Okay. Which but... will be our final Madonna episode until she mm. drops this mixtape that she might potentially be dropping. <laughs> but anyway, Eric, it's been a pleasure. It's been wonderful. Always. Thank you to our listeners. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at True Review Pod. Um, and you can also go to culture.com, spelled C-U-L-T-C-H-U-R.com, for some of some my um, music writing. Love it. I have nothing to promote, so there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> brush your teeth, drink healthy, um, and we'll see you next week, Wink. Brush your um, teeth. No, we, are, we will. We're back in the role. We're back in the role. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I lost <laughs> Great. Um, <laughs> Music's melting my brain. Okay. <laughs> bye. 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 bye, 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 bye.